Welcome to another episode of the Patchpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. Excited to be back on the air with you again. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for all your support. For those who uh, listen every week, for those who share the shows out, we thank you for that. Now, if you haven't done that, then why don't you go ahead and do that? Go ahead and share the show out. Go ahead and like it on uh, your social media, but go ahead and also uh, like it on the podcast provider. Leave a comment. Let us know how you think we're doing. You can follow me on all social media at Raji Speaks, at Raji Speaks on all social media. So definitely want to uh, follow me, support, and uh, let's keep in touch with what we're doing and what we're going on. So as usual, though, we uh, always have something exciting to share. So this week is none is no different. I have a wonderful uh, guest on the show. If you are interested and have ever thought about building a speaking career, if you're looking for ways to uh, grow your uh, exposure and uh, ways to grow, you know, get some coverage about who you are and what you do, then you don't want to miss this show. We have a wonderful lady on the line. We're going to bring on Miss Pam Perry all the way from Detroit, Michigan, Motown, Motor City, whatever you want to hey. call it. <laughs> yes, yes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. The passionate entrepreneur. I love that. I love that name because if you don't have passion, why do it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So definitely mm -hmm. um, excited. And that's what we try to do. Try to teach people how to turn their passions into uh, revenue streams, how to get paid for what they know. Yeah. And we want to talk to you mm -hmm. about some of those things because you are doing some phenomenal things uh, in the industry. So, but before we get into specifically what you're doing, let's go ahead and introduce you to the audience. Tell everybody who Pam Perry is and tell us about uh, what you got going on, what you're working on. Well, primarily my career. Actually, I've been in business 20 years this year. So I've been, Ministry Marketing Solutions is my company, and really it's about marketing the message. And that's what it started with the premise of those who had a message to help them market it, whether that was a minister, a pastor, a church, an author, or a speaker. It's always been about helping them market the message. So they had to be passionate about their message, right? So that was really the main thing. And so now I really teach and I mentor authors and speakers and uh, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs how to build a platform and attract uh, major media and get publishing contracts. And really, one of the things now that I'm doing that I'm helping um, speakers more tactical is with Speakers Magazine. Speakers Magazine is about three years old and really it's a platform that's already built for them to help get them out there. And uh, evolving is three years with that, and now evolving into a speakers bureau that really is selecting, hand-selecting speakers to actually market them to particular conferences and meeting planners and that sort of thing. So it's really evolving. If you're passionate about a message, if you are, if I quote-unquote know that you have that it factor, I'm the person as a career publicist that promotes them. So that's what I've been doing for most of my career, really promoting uh, my clients, working with, you know, some people like Jimmy Jakes or Creflo Dollar and, and uh, Fred Price. Those are some of my earlier clients. And, you know, some people on different little shows like, you know, the Word Network or giving them an essence and ebony and that sort of thing, the typical thing that a publicist would do. Awesome. And um, I've been finding out that a lot of people, because of social media, the gatekeepers are gone. They can go direct to the media. So I really teach and mentor them how to do that themselves. 
Okay. So let's start from the beginning because I want to, we're going to get into the magazine especially, but I want to talk. Now, did you always start uh, in PR? Because, you know, people have so many, well, let's, let's start with this because there are a lot of people who are speakers, they're content experts, um, and, and they want to do well in business, but there's also the service providers who help those people build their businesses. And that's, um, you know, where the, the kind of space that you're in right now, but I want to know that you always, were you always in that space? Did you start off as a speaker? Like how did, how did you get involved and decide no. this is what I was going to do? Yeah, no, I never started out as a speaker. Primarily my background was in journalism. So my first job out of college was working at the Detroit free press. Okay. And then from there I worked with some radio stations and then I worked with some TV stations. And then my last job before I started my business, I was the director of uh, public relations for the Salvation Army. And that's where I got the uh, passion or the idea to really start ministry marketing solutions. So I've always been in media. That's been my my whole life, really, when I think about it. Even as a child, I was always a person that would promote and write and uh, really bring people together for a particular purpose, especially if it was something that was good. It did it in my church, wherever I was. You know, you can always tell a person by who they are, like no matter where they are or what they're what what they're around, they're going to end up doing this same thing. So whether I was in a school, like when I was in college, or if I was at church, I would be the person that would, that would say, okay, you're going to do the PR. You're going to be the promotions director. You're going to be the publicist. You're going to be, you know, and it's like, okay, that's what I do. And uh, so I've done that for my whole life. But my passion was really working with authors and speakers, those that actually have a message to share. And, prime, and, and when I say that those that are passionate, meaning like they have something that's bigger than themselves that they want to share, those that really have something that have meaning. So I did PR for a lot of PR agencies as well, and I would work on clients like McDonald's, and I've worked with Ford, and a lot of automotive coming from Detroit, obviously. I worked on a lot of automotive clients and automotive suppliers, but I didn't really get any joy out of that. It was like it was a job, paid well. It's like, okay, I mean, who doesn't? like know the brand McDonald's, right? But right. I didn't really feel like that was going to make a difference if I were to die today. Like what difference would it make me promoting cars and hamburgers, mm-hmm. right? So I really just had an epiphany. Like at about 30 years old, I was like, hey, this is not what I want to do the rest of my life. And I made a deliberate change to really promote things that meant something to me. Right. And that was primarily those that were motivational speakers, inspirational speakers, those that really um, had life-changing messages. That's really it. Those that had life-changing messages. I'm like, I'm your girl because we can we can really, you know, make sure that you are going to be on the map. Wow. And um, and that, that was it. That was really it. So I worked with authors, with nonfiction primarily, but I did nonfiction authors, but nonfiction authors that obviously if you're author, you have to speak. So that's where it became authors and speakers. Awesome. Great, great story. And, and you, what you're kind of going at is my, my mantra for this year has been make it matter. And, you know, and, and you said mm-hmm. you, know, you came up with that epiphany that you had to make sure that your work mattered. You had to make sure that you want to leave that impact. Uh, so that was so huge. Now you are leaving that impact because you're doing a lot of great things with Speakers Magazine. So I want you to tell our audience about Speakers Magazine, how you got how you got started with that, like why a magazine? And then what are some of the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the benefits or things you've seen come from uh, working with this magazine for three years now. Yeah. And one thing, you know, like I said, my background with journalism, I always love magazines. Mm-hmm. Always, always. My house is filled with magazines. It's like, uh, it's almost like a fetish. So <laughs> it was almost like 
okay, I can't part with these magazines. I, I can't. And I've always loved them just from the standpoint that it's content is fresh every month. So every single month for the last three years, I've wanted to, um, I've been putting together a magazine that really feeds and features speakers. By that, when I say feeds, meaning there's articles that are directly that will help speakers in the industry, like how to market, how to put together their book, why they need to podcast, whatever it is, okay? There's a, there's guest columns every single month that really talks about how to better themselves as a professional speaker and then feature them because so many speakers are relatively new. It's hard to get them in like Black Enterprise or O Magazine or any of those large major publications. So they have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? We're going to actually put this together, and we are going to be the industry standard for you. This will be your first stop. So now they can say that they've been featured in Speakers Magazine, that they have a professional byline if they don't have one, that they're actually seen to more eyeballs, 85,000 online, that they're distributed at conferences, that they're really treated like this is this is their publication now. This is, this is because... I started because there's other magazines that feature speakers, but they're never African-American speakers. So I really wanted us to not always be last. Right. And so if you don't see anything that, that really speaks to you, I've always been like, let's create it. And that's really the main thing why I said, you know, let's create it. Just like someone who said, well, you know, they never feature me on the radio station. Well, I'm going to start my own podcast. Or they never feature me in a newspaper. Well, I'm going to start a blog. Or I'm never on TV. I'll start a YouTube. Same thing with the magazine. So now, every single month, we've had covers of Les Brown, George Frazier. We've had Dee Marshall, Dr. Phoenix Oporizzi. I can't. Okay, I'm starting naming names. I'm going to forget someone. <laughs> so we've had some really, um, really good covers. Uh, just recently, today, we're going to have uh, Ed Gordon on the cover as well. He's uh, just released a book called Conversation in Black. So it's really people who have a message who want to make a difference. They're not always on the cover because, you know, so much quote-unquote celebrity-driven. I mean, you know, everybody can't be Beyonce. (laughs) So, but you are a person that's making a difference. You're making an impact. And so that's really where the idea came from because as a publicist, if I'm pitching and pitching, the media really, they want to take the top-tier people. They want to take the people who they see on the Grammys or they see on the red carpet or they see a BT. Well, not everybody is going to be at that level starting out. So where do you start? And so this is like that portion where it's like I'm a trained publicist for 20 years, know how to position you, and now I'm giving you the platform. And that's really the whole point of it. It's like giving you the platform, and they can leverage it from there. Take it and leverage it from there. Right. So let's talk about some of the uh, tips maybe or some things that if I'm a speaker, when you're talking about, because you want to talk about how to – position yourself as a top billing speaker. So, um, you know, if you had to advise someone on how some of the things they can do to position themselves as a top billing speaker, uh, maybe a subject matter expert, uh, what is some advice you would give that speaker um, after, after they've gotten featured in Speakers Magazine? Yeah, one of the main things for any speaker that is a going to be seen as a subject matter expert is to have had a book a book that is well-written, well-researched, something that they spent some time on that really can go where they can't go. So that book can travel to a meeting planner, can, uh, you know, travel to a conference uh, speaker, I mean, conference planner to say, hey, you know, this is, this is what I'm about. I can actually break this whole book down, 
200 pages or so down to a 20, 30, 45, an hour long presentation and giving them what your presentations would be on. Write out exactly what it is your programs are. Write out the actual, uh, if you have a PowerPoint, what that PowerPoint would look like. I always say be prepared for the opportunity. You know, don't don't just don't just like I'm waiting for the opportunity. Be prepared for the opportunity. Then the opportunity will come. And so I always tell people write the book and then be really content rich. What happens, Brian, is that people work the other way. They think it's all about the pictures. It's all about you know making sure my social media is on point and making sure. And that's all fine, but that's the last step. The first step is being content rich, like what you're doing with the podcast, with the book, making sure that you're writing articles for your trade industries, making sure that, you know, you, you do local events and you're showing up there and you're really contributing to in your community, making sure that um, you're writing press releases on a regular rate basis and pitching them to the media that's content rich things versus like pictures you know social media posts on instagram it's like okay well what do you you know so and, and the website is fine too but the website is not the be all it's all that's not the silver bullet that is really not that's like that's afterwards because in order to have a website it's really the container or the content of your content so the content comes first so i always tell people to make sure that they're solid with that then it comes with the photo shoot and all of those things and the one sheet and the speaker reel and all of that. That comes later, but you can't really put it all together if you don't have the major content. And when I say a book, I mean a real book. Like I've seen some bad books where it's like, oof. Don't get me started. Real, that you is, know, that's a, like a blog. I was like, that was not even a real yeah, book. Like, I saw someone who was a branding expert and I got their book and the, the font was like 14, like 18 points. Book was like 60 pages. And I was like, this is horrible. Yeah. But the cover was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, but there's no content in here. Yeah. Ah! I was, it drives me absolutely nuts. Was That's like, one of my no, pet no, peeves. No. I mean, as a mm-hmm. publisher for 15 years now and uh you know and, and mm-hmm. an author of of eight books of my you know myself and and when you see people who who put out books and you realize that oh well, you just did you what you did was a pamphlet you did a brochure you know yeah, it's like exactly okay, you know Ooh, so. that is one thing so you know <laughs> books are my thing so i would look at somebody's book in a minute but that's not a real book i say you that you could that could have been an article right right yeah that could have been an article. that's not a book i said so so it takes time to produce a book. So that's always where I tell people, you know, first step, you know, write the book, publish the book, get the book going, you know, have a signature event with the book. Always everything is surrounds the book, which is your your content, which is what your thought leader on. Then put your thoughts in the book. Then you go through and do the photo shoot and all that other kind of stuff. That's like the icing, but you need the cake first. Mm. Awesome. That was, that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what um, you kind of kind of started talking on it but if you saw a mistake what's the most common mistake i mean we we that that you see people who maybe they do have the content Let, let's say we have the content uh so now we're trying to get to that next level what's one of the common mistakes you see when it comes to trying to put together their uh, their own pr or as a speaker or trying to get out there in other places yeah and so what it is that they have to think like an editor or a producer and they have to make it easy for them 
So making sure that if they're going to pitch someone, so so even like for me, for Speakers Magazine, if they send me the information, I had two people that gave me their information, submitted it, and they wanted to be in the magazine. I said specifically, I need two to three pictures. I need a bio about no more than 350 words. I need your contact information at the end, and I need a speaker reel about two minutes. Okay. One person delivered in a zip file perfect, and I was like, oh, my God, he has it together. Okay. He gave me his social media contact, his website. He gave me a speaker reel that was two minutes. He gave me three pictures, high resolution, file exactly on point. Okay. Other person gives me seven-page bio. <laughs> gives me pictures of her on the elephant in the swimming pool with some dolphins. And okay, they're, they're, and I'm like, I need a headshot and a picture of you speaking. I don't care about you being on a camel with, you know, in Egypt. Okay. Right. We're talking about getting you booked and speaking. And I emailed her back. I said, I need your contact information. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. I'm on deadline. So now at this point, it's like, you know what? You're too much trouble. You didn't follow directions. And this is irritating because I have a job to do. So the same thing with the producer. If a producer says, send me this, send me that, send it, have it ready. Mm -hmm. Have a short bio, have a medium bio, have a long bio, have photos that are high resolution, have a headshot, have an action shot, have a brand. I mean, so you need to be prepared. Why are you making me edit down seven pages and only need 300 words? I'm asking you over and over again for the contact information. Now I have to Google and put down what is your website, you know, things like that. So when I say what are the mistakes people make, they're not paying attention to what people are really needing. So when you package yourself, make it so easy. Have a one sheet, have it in the PDF. And then if they say, oh, we really like this, can you send it to me in Word? Fine, I have that. That's right there too in case you need to cut and paste from there. Like the simple things, and I'll also say too, the major mistake that most people have is their website. When people Google you, they go to your website and it's whack. And I, so I say that I, I want to say it's whack. It's like there's no opt-in box there. You you know you, you we don't know what you're doing, what you're about. All we see is a bunch of pictures of you. It's like what can you do for me? So the copy's not converting. It's so their websites are just whack. So that's like a major thing. And so it's a whole other level to talk to people about how your website should really focus on bringing you in business. It's not just a brochure about how pretty your pictures are, but it needs copy. And you also need it to convert. I mean, like the first time someone comes to your website, they're not going to buy. Right. So nurture the lead by getting them to opt in to an email and then delivering something of value to them. So that's like, it sounds like you probably, Brian, you probably know that you hear that. And it's like, I do that, but you'll be surprised that 90% of the people, they just throw up a website on Wix or some kind of crazy Weebly, whatever. It says free website, get one for Wix up at the top. And right. I'm like, but you want to be a billion dollar speaker, but your website says get one for free. Yeah. No. You got to at least pay, pay the, yeah. the fee to get the branding off of it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But like you said, I mean, that's some good information because, you know, I think that's it. I think people just think that um, you just put the stuff out there and it's going to attract the the business that they're looking for. But that's not the case. I mean, you're competing against every other person in the world who does what you do. 
And if they're putting Ooh, out something out there, even better. You know, right. So I'm like, that's the thing. And, 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 you know, understanding, I always tell people when I talk about websites is that understand what the purpose of your site is. What, is, what are you trying to have happen? What do you want people to yeah. do when they go to your website? Uh, you know, is it a brochure? Are you trying to drive them to some action? Are you trying to book people? Are you just trying to, you know, sell something? What are you doing? Um, and, and that will direct how you build that website. But but like you said, I mean, in this day and age, the website is really like the last thing. I mean, people might go just to see. Uh, people will still look at a website to decide if you're real or not. You know, hey, but right, and people right. aren't really and making, the contact information right. or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. But there's going to be other. If you're trying to get them to come call to action, if you're trying to get bookings and things like that, it's not we're not living in the go to my website era anymore. Like you've got to have, you know, that real content that you're doing. You've got to have that third party validation, uh, like a speaker's yeah. magazine to really show that you know what you're doing and you have that content that you talked about. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, uh, so mm-hmm. rich right there. Now you, you're talking about, you talked about, you're about to launch a speaker's bureau. So tell us about that. That sounds exciting. Yeah. So select the speaker's bureau is really selecting those that have been in Speakers Magazine that I know that have the quote-unquote it factor, um, and they just need someone to really work on their behalf, just like a publicist who work on their behalf, pitching them to the media. I'll be pitching, the uh, selecting uh, 12 speakers to work at this, this year, throughout 2020, to really pitch the conferences and to meeting planners and that sort of thing. And they have to be different, so I don't want to pitch the same type of speaker to... You know, I don't want my speakers to compete against each other. So they all are different. They have different lanes. Someone's on leadership. Someone's in ministry. Someone is uh, speaking on, uh, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever. So, so basically, they have all the pieces, meaning like I see all their pieces. They have their signature event done. They've got a best-selling book. They are consistent on social media. They have a tribe. They just don't have the time to really pitch themselves out on a regular basis. And that's what I'm really concentrating on and doing that because there are some people that aren't ready that I could pitch all day and they wouldn't get booked, but there are some people that are ready and they just need to be booked. Now there are speakers reels where you line up and you can say, okay, well, I got a page of the speakers reel. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who's actively using their relationships to pitch you. That's, that's the difference between what I see in the other speakers reels out here where they just list you and they just say, well, okay, if people want you, then just hit the button and, try and see if we can make a match. No, 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 no. I, it's more or less like a personal pitch and really seeing what it is that conference organizers looking for and to say, hey, this person is great. I know them. I've heard them. This is why I know they would be good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the Selective Speakers Bureau. Awesome. Now let's talk about how if those who want to get more information on the um Speakers Magazine, if they want to be in Speakers Magazine, and uh, how can they get in touch with you and, and move that process Yeah, forward? the Speakers Magazine, if someone would like to write, like say, um, you know, Ryan, I would like you to write a column um, on your area expertise, then send me like a query or a pitch and say, well, you know what, I've looked at your issues, they're online, um, at speakersmagazine.net, and you really haven't written on, say, how to write a book or whatever. Um, I'd like to know how I would do that. And then I would tell you what the stats were. You know, oh, you need, we need these many words. There's a deadline, blah, 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 okay? And that's that's one way. If you want to be featured, then you would send me an email as well. And then I would need to see the bio, the photos, and the speaker reel. <laughs> and see if you follow directions, first of all. And then if it's good, then then you then you're in the magazine. 
And uh, so that's that's where they go. They go to secretsmagazine.net, and they will find out all the information there. And they can also read all the, download all the other issues, too, as well for free. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So much. I mean, thank you so much. You're doing such a great thing. Uh, so uh, any final words that you want to share, any uh, last contact information as well uh, for our listeners? Yeah, I just want to say that I heard one speaker say, well, why would anyone – this is when they go through this whole, what I want to call like this whole thing. Like, well, everybody speaks on this. Why would someone hire me? I just want to say that you need um, confidence in what your message is and not comparing yourself. Cause there's speakers. I mean, someone could speak at a conference this year and, and then they need another speaker the following year. So there's always going to be a need for speakers. You need to be confident in your message. And if you don't, um, work on your craft by joining organizations. I would say join something like the Black Speakers Network. It's a really good organization for people to uh, connect with each other and you can learn and be inspired. That's our, we're the official magazine of Black Speakers Network. So that's why I said that you can work on your craft and be around other industry folks. I would say do that. And then also get a coach. You know, get a coach if you need help. You know, that's always, I've had many coaches in my career. I have one now. So, that is really, I would say, you know, if you feel yourself stuck, find a coach, do a course, uh, be in a community, join the industry, go to industry conferences. Those things really matter. They take it to a new level. I always say those that show up, go up. So you got to show up to places. Awesome. 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 Great information today, uh, Pam Perry. Thank you so much for joining us. And definitely uh, I co-signed on the Black Speakers Network. Shout out to Brian Olds on that. Uh, who yes, runs that organization? Yes. So, <laughs> thank you yes, so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. actually, I got to get all him right. on here. Thank I did, you I did so much, show. Ryan. He hasn't been on mine yet. So, yeah. So, all right. Thank you so much, Pam. <laughs> I'll be in touch too because I'm going to be writing for Speakers uh, Magazine soon. Perfect. Bump yes. I'm going to be yes. there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I hope to see you soon in one of our what, uh, industry events, maybe a BSN networking event or whatever, but we'll see each other soon Sounds as well. Good. Thank Absolutely. you for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Passionpreneur Podcast. If you liked it, tell someone else about it. Go ahead and share it out. And also make sure you click that subscribe button and follow us and listen to every week's episode. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. You can reach me at www.ryancgreen.com. Follow me on all social media at Raji Speaks. I look forward to working with you, talking to you soon. And just remember, if the best part about going to work is getting off of work, it's time to become a passionpreneur. Passionpreneur.